Hey, what's up, guys? Cloud with you here on the next episode of the New Vision Podcast. We're on day seven, working through First Timothy. Now, I got a special guest today. What's up, Dixie? Love it. Hey, Cloud. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited about what we're talking about today. because it's going to be contentious and divisive, yes. and people get mad about it and argue. And yeah, it's going to be great. I'm it's so glad you. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to be talking about it. But you know what? It's in God's Word, and He expects us to not omit things, not to add to it to it but to look at it and try to understand it yep. so that's what we're going to do today. even the things that brush us the wrong way that's right now just a quick reminder you're director of women's ministry is mm -hmm. that okay that's correct director of women's ministry yes uh and so like we said disclaimer today's text is often contentious if you're in church culture um not not new vision itself so much per se but if you're into the Southern Baptist world, like the Southern Baptist Convention and know what all is going on with the, the denomination itself and other denominations, like if you're in that whole scene, like, you know, this is way more uh, divisive an issue right now. Right. So that's why we're kind of being like, oh, all right, we're going to we got this divisive issue for you guys. So we brought Dixie and I'm just really excited to have the dialogue between the two of us and, and not just what we have to say but engaging with God's word itself right. and what he has to say. Exactly. What he has and to so teach us. That's before right. we read, like we, we were talking before and planning this out before we get into any of that, let's just, let's just break it down to the very base level, right? We believe in the authority and errancy of God's word. Okay. Correct. And the author of this book which Paul's writing to Timothy. He wrote several letters. So we're studying first Timothy, but later on in second Timothy, uh, there's this famous verse that we truly believe, and we want to start with that today. So it, later on in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, Paul writes, All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, I know many of your all's translations probably say all scripture is inspired, um, but in Greek, it, the the word, and this is how you say it, it's theonoustos, which is God breathed. So literally, it's sometimes you say inspired and think, oh, well, it's inspired on a true story and it took liberty. Well, no, inspired in this sense means God breathed this out. All scripture is God's word to us. We believe it's authoritative, it's inerrant in its original manuscripts, and is like we said, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and righteousness. It's about right. godliness, and we That's believe right. that. So, And I think, too, a lot of times if there's anything that is going to set a boundary for us, we want to push back from that just a little bit. Yeah. Okay? And I feel like when you look at those words like reproof and correction, mm -hmm. nobody really likes to hear that. Okay? So we want to push back from that. But I think the gem and the golden part of this one is, is that very last part. It is so that we will be complete and equipped for every good work. So this will help us. God's word helps us to be able to give him glory for everything that we do and to further his kingdom. So it's a good thing. Amen. It's all very good. 
right? Absolutely. Yep. Now that you've <laughs> now that I've set prefaced, that up, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing, and it is. It is a good thing. Now let's offend some people with First Timothy yeah, chapter go. two, go for it, verses eight through fifteen. And Dixie, I know you're going to be reading out of some extra special version. Is that right? Yeah. ESV. Yeah, the ESV. <laughs> that's it. Yep. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adore themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit women to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Do people still have the the sound effect where the record screeches? When, <laughs> like, there's like, plenty of them right there. Yeah, you say, what sure. now? Childbearing and shut up. And there's all sorts of things that just really rub us the wrong way. So I want to set this up for context. Thank you for reading that. Just a big, big picture, again, to remind us, Paul is writing to Timothy. He's in Ephesus. These are instructions for the church. Now, here's the biggest, probably the biggest elephant in the room, right? You hear this, especially in verse 12. Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. So, the biggest elephant in the room, as as you're listening to this, is the fact that, Dixie, you just taught... <laughs> you're, you're reading I just scripture, read scripture right that's right, right? I did. okay so now we're going to get into that we're going to make some points but we got to say as the elephant in the room the podcast itself and in in, in even other forms of ladies teaching mm-hmm. are gray areas mm-hmm. this is talking about something very specific and i, I want to set this up for tomorrow's episode because right after this scripture paul goes into more instructions for the church mm-hmm. and he specifically goes into the qualifications for overseers right now i'm talking about capital o like the office it's an office called overseer which we in our world usually call pastor Correct. other denominations call different things but it's specifically talking about the office of overseer which i think has to do with authority exactly we can't ever forget that we're talking about authority of scripture and then this this scripture that we just read talk about um, or it says that a woman is to not to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Yeah. And I think sometimes I'm telling you, I am a woman. And when I read that and somebody tells me to be quiet, this lady here who has <laughs> lots of words, yeah. that rubs me the wrong way. It kind of makes my hair stand up a little bit. And then to like all of the super submission and that you're not permitted, like yeah. you're not allowed. You are forbidden mm-hmm. to have authority over men, to have authority, just all of that seems very oppressive to me mm-hmm. when I read it. But we have to look at it through the lens of God and see the character of God in this and try to understand it the best we can. Yeah. So that's where we need to go. And so all that to say, like the podcast, and, and you were, you, we were talking about this before, there's de- there are different areas where ladies teach and they're gray areas, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're teaching in this podcast. It's, it's to complement a church, but neither Dixie nor I are the overseer as an office right. in this church, right? Right. This is a tool 
And, you know, guys have, have a, a huge – say you, say you did have a huge problem with that. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can turn it off. Like, you don't have to listen to it, right? right, right. This, isn't, this podcast is a different medium, and it's not the same thing as the assembly, right? right. Gathered assembly on a Sunday morning no with all ages. Here. Right, exactly. Right. So what's more the exhortation and teaching, mm -hmm. and even though, the Dixie, late, you're a lady, you're teaching, mm -hmm. it's also a gray area. Yeah. So I think that's probably, like, the biggest – the biggest elephant in the room as we're talking about the scripture itself. But you've hinted at this. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit more about the nuances of what it means to remain quiet and some of those other points that right. you and I were talking well, about. Well, I'm going to start very first um, in verse 8 when it's talking about men praying, lifting ho holy hands without anger. When we look at what's going on at this time with Timothy and in um, Ephesus at this time, there's a whole lot of influences coming into the church in different ways. So that's the whole purpose of this is to kind of get us back on course as far as the assembly, as the church body is concerned. So speaking into this, men had anger issues. <laughs> Okay, so that's, I mean, like, we, let's just call it what it is. So he's exhorting them to pray and not to have anger and quarreling. But then he goes on and he talks about briefly about how women should adorn themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so we can be offended by that. I want to be able to wear what I want to. And I'm like, oh, I've got an earrings. I've got on a ring. I've got an engagement ring. I got a necklace on. Am I doing something wrong? Mm. Basically not. But they are their focus. What was controlling them was all of that. That was more important than mm. the things of God. Yeah. So he is just trying to direct them and say, above all else, it's our good works. It's working to further the kingdom of God that we should be focusing on more. Yep. And there's a whole lot of scripture that supports scripture and all this that is beyond. Yeah, you go back to Genesis 3. It's, yes, like, it's beyond the scope of what, of what yeah, we can do in this limits. podcast. Yeah. But I would encourage people not to be afraid of this passage of scripture and get in there and dig for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. look at some of these references and go back, you know, like talk to your mentor, talk to someone else in your life that has studied the Bible a lot, if that needs to be, to try to resolve some of this. But God has it here for a good purpose. It's yep. all for a good purpose. Yep. Uh, but then um, it says that uh, let women learn quietly. There's that word again, with all submissiveness. We don't like that word either. Be quiet and be submissive. But then, very forcefully, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And when you get into the, the root word of this quiet and get into the Greek word of the quiet, it is more of a picture of being tranquil. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much for me to be quiet. It doesn't like, not mean saying shut anything. up. It yeah. doesn't mean shut up. It means think before you speak. Yeah. Take it through the lens of God. Use some of your godly wisdom that comes from your knowledge of God. Be be resolved. Be calm before you speak. Don't need jerk speak. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's hard because, man, somebody can say something to me, and it flips a switch in my brain, and the first thing I want to do is speak out about it. I think what this, And I think that is a tendency in and, general. And also... Just really quickly, going back to Genesis 3, mm -hmm. that's part of the, the curse, basically, mm -hmm. for ladies. They're now in a fallen world, have a tendency, the sin nature, to want to rule over and using those words to do it. Does that right. make sense? Exactly. And so yep. this is speaking, hey, don't do that. You're, you're in Christ now. Right. You don't have to try to get yours. Right. right. To try to get the upper hand. I'm using air quotes. Mm -hmm. The upper hand with your words or leadership or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I think when we go on to this next one, which I know is such a divisive and buzz right now, it is like the hot topic 
in churches today, all over any kind of yeah. Christian news media, it is there. And that is the Southern Baptist Convention and their choice to say only men can hold the role of pastor. Yeah. Well, basically, that's what the scripture is saying. You know, so it's saying, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. Mm. That doesn't mean not say anything. Yeah, it means exactly. to be tranquil, to be calm, and to allow the man to lead. Now, I'm going to speak into that, too, because there's okay. another scripture that tells us to follow. And even even Paul himself, I think it was Paul, said, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. So that is when you are being submissive in your following, it is as they follow Christ. Yeah. You, you know, Absolutely. so there's there's that safeguard there. So anyway. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, we've said this before. It's like the ladies that like have a problem with that have bad examples or whatever. But mm -hmm. when I, I've heard from ladies, they say like, man, when he is acting holy and he, he's taking his Bible seriously and he's following Jesus, right? I want to follow right. that. When I want to submit to when that. When he is like, working on preaching the gospel to himself every day, or as yeah. the Bible calls that sanctification, he is working on becoming more and more like Christ. It is a very peaceful and great and wonderful and calm and happy place to be as a woman yeah. is to have that partner, that person leading you through That's life. not a comp. I mean, yeah. I've heard that multiple yeah. times. And, and I've lived it. So I've lived you, it yeah. both ways. So it's a, it's a great place to be. Yeah. But when we speak into this, uh, it's more about the authority, not about your ability to teach truth from scripture or to be able to proclaim a truth mm. of scripture. Yeah. It is having that authority over man in a church setting. It Which does, has offices. Right, right. right. It does not speak to the one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So like when you and I, Cloud, will often have our little off conversations in the hallway here at church about a passage of Scripture or some Bible truth that I've thought about yeah. and asked like, you oh, about. Oh, thanks for that. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And, and so you and I, you are teaching me, but I'm saying things that teach you because you'll say, oh, I've never thought yeah, of that. Yeah, teach one another, yeah. Right. So that, it's not saying that yeah, that's don't throw not out the okay. baby with the bathwater. Exactly. Right? Like, that's yeah. good. My husband and I do that all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and there are settings where me and my husband are in situations with other men, or I am here in church and we're talking about scripture. We're learning from each other. It's not speaking against that. Yep. You know, absolutely. Then the other thing that I always go to, this might be like what makes me feel good, like maybe my justification, I don't know, of, of the whole issue, <laughs> but I do believe there's truth in it. So like when women can get up in arms or, or have a question about why can I not teach men, okay, and why, why is that such an issue? There's two things, one of which we cannot disregard the call of the role of pastor, the call of God to the role of pastor, mm -hmm. the call of God to the office, to that office yeah. of pastor. Okay. Cause there is something there. Um, it, it's more about that than it is about, do you have the ability? So for me, mm -hmm. in, in any church setting today that you can go into, especially here in America, and if you were to count the numbers of males and females, okay, they're going to be more fem females in a worship service or actively involved in a church than men most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always exceptions to every rule. So if you're a woman and you're limited to only teach to just women, if you've got this thing about why can't I do it to men, you're already speaking to the majority of the people in the church. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a very pragmatic and, assurance. Right. Yeah. And, and, if, and let that be something that you do very well. Because look what happens. What else happens that we learn in Scripture? Like um, Lois, okay? And 
the think of grandmothers and mothers and how they pour into children and start teaching children mm-hmm. and lead them to understand who God is and to have faith in Christ. It is a huge, big calling. So as a woman, if you're limited, if you want to call it that, or a boundary or forbidden to speak to men, yeah, and you're but you've got, all, and you're just yeah. really, but you, you're taking yourself away from what God has given you to do to other women. Yeah. I mean, like that yeah, is such like... a great big calling. So I'm good with that. You know, that, I mean, that's just where I am is knowing God's word. That's not a hang up for me. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So as let's, we're not going to be able to, we're, we're going long. We're not going to be able to talk about, yeah. Hey, what about this? What about my husband? He's a lazy bum. Like we just don't have time. Like there's so much stuff. There's what about my job? What about my boss lady? Like all, like all these different nuances. We just don't have time to fully flesh this out. Maybe we could talk about this more in future episodes, mm-hmm. but just really quickly to close this out. Like this is more than just theological theory, right? What would you say is something you really take to the bank that, that really settles your heart as we close this out? For me, more than anything else is the fact that we, the roles of men and women, we have distinct roles, mm. but we are still equal mm. in the eyes of God. But he gives us just different roles and things to do. And if we trust God, then we're going to trust that too. You know, and basically operate with when within what God has given us. I, I really think that's where I find my rest is that the Lord God, the creator of the universe, created me woman. He's given me a role to do. I don't take it lightly because I don't take him lightly. Mm. And there's a lot I don't understand, but that's okay because he does. And he is, what is it, omniscient? He's omnipresent. Mm. He's all-knowing. He knows it all. It kind of gives me a peace that I don't have to strive to know everything because he does, and I trust him completely with everything. So what you, the listener, can take from this is, yes, it's a difficult text. I may naturally want to push back against this if you're a lady, whatever, but you can trust, right? Right. This Dixie for you leads you to trust Mm -hmm. more in God, who he is as a person in his word. And as women or as anyone are reading the scripture, my challenge would be don't project your feelings into the scripture because we'll do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, is let scripture prove scripture. Okay. Because we can argue these points all day long. But if you go and look at other scripture, there is scripture that will help you understand this scripture even more because it's not just these few scriptures here. What is it? Seven verses. It is this whole book from Genesis to revelation Mm. that we have to consider in things like this, but don't be afraid of it. Dig to it. Let like get upset about it, resolve it, study it, get in there and help, help yourself to understand this. So you can know God better. You can be complete and equipped for every good work. At the end of the day, look to Jesus. He Mm -hmm. said, Let this cup pass from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. He submitted. And so we can, in whatever roles we're in, submit because Jesus submitted on our behalf. And so thank you, Jesus. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.